Welcome to Chronic Curiosity, where we have real conversations with real people, from everything to anything, in attempts to facilitate dialogue with our fellow humans, and hopefully your curiosity as well as ours. If you can withstand the show, we ask, most importantly, that you tell your friends and family, but also, you can pick up some merch, or just donate to the show at chronic-curiosity.com in USD or Bitcoin. If you feel so obliged, you can give us a good rating and follow on whatever podcast platform you so choose. But please feel free to reach out to us on the website or the socials, which can also be found on the website, chronic-curiosity.com. And here we go. So I mean, he's probably sent some some of your way. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely certain of it. I was ready to send them back, I think. So there's some <laughs> in there. I, I, you should probably just walk around the jail to keep everybody in line. Like, I mean, yeah. you're a big dude. Like, so like, yeah. you should, they should probably like uh, get, get all they can out of you. So hardly anyone knows who I am because I just wear like – I literally wear like flip-flops in there sometimes. And people are just like, who, who is that dude? Or they'll be in there in the exam room. And they'll be like, they just think I'm like a maintenance dude. I'll have like a plaid shirt on. And dude, they kind of look like a maintenance guy. They, they have no idea. It's so fantastic. <laughs> so then no one, because, you know, imagine you're in there. People want anything they can get if they see, you know, the doc. Yeah. And so they, they just don't know. I go in incognito. Dude, has anyone ever been like, hey, how'd you get out? Or who was who was the dude that got you in here? Because yeah. he's, a, he's he must be he must be something serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, I'm sure he's met some characters. Oh, cool. Um, yes, yeah, so we can. I mean, we can start anytime. I didn't know if you guys wanted that like in there. Sometimes we'll just we just start talking and then just kind of happens there was a so, part of me that i was hoping it just we just already had gone into it yeah I'm, yeah I mean, we're good okay awesome right. well i mean obviously as tony played his part and you guys did yours with the bourbons and i want to get into the bourbons um you guys are putting on up oh, let me sorry tony before tony yells at me well i can yell at you but we got to introduce him <laughs> kirk sheets casey tester thank you for being here no problem um and I, I, I have next to zero knowledge about what you guys are doing and what you've started. So obviously you guys are doing a bourbon raffle and that's kind of how this whole thing started, but how this right here started, but how did the bourbon raffle start behind, like behind the scenes, all the things like what, you know, I know it's a, you know, a fundraiser, mm-hmm. um, but I guess how did, how did from ground zero, what, what brought us to this point? So St. Spinner and Paul Catholic School um, is is a very small Catholic school in the village of Doylestown. Um, and we've been working the last couple years. Um, actually, every year we're trying to, to get enrollment um, because it, it's a, it's a uh, pre-K through seventh grade. Um, and the, you know, it's, it's traditionally always been Catholic families. Um, but, uh, you know, over the years in order to, to help enrollment, um, one of the great things our Catholic school did was we, we started an all day pre-K. So for those of people that have kids, they understand how expensive daycare is. Um, so enrollment, um, or tuition to, to St. Peter and Paul is less than what you'd be paying for daycare. So they're thinking, oh, education and I don't have to pay for daycare. 
you know, and then some of those families that aren't Catholic, they just, they end up staying because, you know, we really do have a great school and we have some great teachers and, and just such a great core foundation, um, not just in religion, but just, you know, the difference between right and wrong. Um, and obviously the class sizes are smaller. So, you know, the kids get a little bit more of that one-on-one with teachers and things like that. But because it is a small Catholic school and we don't receive any money from the Cleveland diocese, our doors stay open just specifically from the Catholic church in Doylestown, those parishioners. Um, and then what we as parents do for fundraising um, in order to, to pay, you know, teachers and salaries and maintenance and to turn the lights on and, and everything like that. So it just so happens to be it's 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 Kirk and I's responsibility now as parents um, at, at, with kids in the school that uh, that that burden has you know kind of fallen on us. Um, and, and that's okay, you know, because with our faith, you know, we, we understand that, uh, we understand that burden and, uh, and, and we're, we're welcome, we're welcome to it. So, um, Kirk and I both love bourbon. Um, you know, I, you know, for the last couple years, um, you know, we've, we've started our own little collections and things like that for, for various reasons. Um, but you know, the, the bourbon craze, especially with the pandemic and everything like that, um, it's, it's kind of gotten really, really big. And, you know, and I know some of these, some of the bottles, even some of the bottles I'm looking at here on the secondary market, you know, if, if there's a, uh, if there's a want, um, and, and, and the the price point is right and they can get them and they can sell them for more money than people want to make more money. Um, so, you know, that bourbon craze has kind of blown up a little bit. So we thought it'd be a little bit different, um, if we, uh, if we did a, a bourbon fundraiser, um, you know, just because I, I think that, uh, I think it is different. I think there is a lot of people out there that, uh, that, you know, are starting to, uh, starting to get into it. Um, we thought it'd be a good idea to maybe try this and, uh, see if we couldn't help keep those doors open. So that's the school solely operates only on the community. Mm-hmm. Right. Once we're brought in. Yeah. We, uh, we, we run bingo. Um, on, you know, it used to be every Thursday and Saturday, um, but that's, you know, kind of fallen you know, the wayside a little bit. Um, you know, it's different, I think now, because, um, I think you have a lot more families in which, you know, you know, you know both parents in the family, they work. Um, and, and, and unfortunately I think society in general has become more of a garage door community in which you go to work, you come home, you shut that garage door. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't know, like, it, it seems to me like, especially in my generation, you know, that community service and, and that uh, community hole and that community, um, that community, you know, that, that, that want to do service isn't isn't the same thing that when I was growing up and I remember my parents doing it and my wife's parents doing it. Um, so it's harder and harder to find people to volunteer. It's harder and harder to find people to want to do like fundraisers like this or raffles like this. It's harder to find families and parents that uh, want to work bingo. Um, because you know, it's in the evenings and it's, right. you know, five or six hours, but you know, bingo has been uh, one of the ways that we've been able to, to keep those doors open for as long as we have. Um, not to mention, like you'd said before, Tony, that, you know, that, that community, that, that community that we have that, uh, keeps those doors open. So, um, it's kind of where we're at with it. I think it's interesting you say that it's funny because, uh, we were, I was telling Kirk before we started, uh, this weekend has been a, um, my daughter's involved in a drama club show and I ran into somebody that I haven't seen. I mean, I'm trying to think probably 20, maybe 25 years plus that I lived, we lived in the same street. And then we ended up finding out that like our daughters are both part of the same thing. And like my, my wife had talked to his wife the night before, but I didn't realize that like they were all connected. And he was like, Fred. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, look at this guy. And I see him I'm like, man, like this guy looks familiar, but I just, I don't know if he just looks familiar because he just looked familiar. And then I realized that he was like, He's like, hi. He's like, I'm named, I'm so and so. And I'm like, oh, 
Like now, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I was talking to my wife the other night and she said something about Fred. And I was like, man, I think I lived next to him when we were like in fourth grade. And I was like, yeah. Like, and we, we talked about, he even said, he's like, you know, he's like, I, he, he lit, he had moved back to the world close area. He said, you know, he's like, I drive down the streets. He's like, and I remember like, there was a bunch of houses of kids that we would just go out and play backyard football and baseball and, you know, just beat the crap out of each other, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, until the lights turned off and we had to go back home or the lights, you know, the street lights turned on rather. And it was like, he goes, you know, he's like, I drive around the streets and there's just nobody outside anymore. He's like, there's just nobody. And he's like, nothing's happening. He's like, and it's like, man, like, you know, there's, there's gotta be kids in these neighborhoods. Like where, mm-hmm. where is everybody? And like I told you before we started, it was like, this was, you know, it took a long time for me to realize that maybe, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, mid 2020 and we're like, you know, no one's, no one's sitting down talking anymore. Like no one has conversations anymore. So it's like, what's going on? Um, so I think that's, you know, a really awesome kind of direction to be headed to try to, you know, Hey, let's, let's stop shutting our garage doors. Yeah. Maybe, you know, so quickly right. and yep. talking to the neighbors. So you have, you're putting on this and I know it's called you guys, a father's commitment. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about a, li- a little bit about the raffle and, and why, like in just kind of the, you know, some of the basis points around that, I think it's, Yes, yeah, so we're a, we're a nonprofit, 501c3, um, and the, the name of the organization is called A Father's Commitment. Um, and we decided what we were going to do is um, we have 150 limited um, allocated um, bourbon that we're going to raffle off one at a time. Um, and we decided we're going to sell 1,500 tickets. Um, so if we, you know, when we looked at it, you, know, you got a 1 in 10 chance of, of winning, which you know, those are pretty decent odds. And all of the bottles in the raffle are, are about $50, and, and that's what the raffle tickets cost are $50. So if you win, you, you, you get your money back. Um, so we thought that that would be – we thought that was enough to, you know, to, to, to push those tickets out and to get those tickets sold. So our goal is to raise $75,000 um, through, through this raffle. Um, and I, I, listen, I, I should have started off by saying I can't thank you guys enough for letting us come on here and right. you know, letting us uh, you know, kind of push this message a little bit um, because the school means a lot to us. And – you know, it was a really difficult decision uh, for me uh, because I was I wasn't raised Catholic. I I uh, I was I converted when my wife and I got married um, many many years ago, um, and, and, and mostly because of of my wife's father, who is, is a, a devout Catholic, and uh, he's he's one of the greatest men I've ever known. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking about him right now because I'm gonna I'll, I'll start to cry, <laughs> and that probably doesn't go over well on uh, on, on a podcast. But uh, he's a good man, and I see how much. His, uh, he's got five kids. My wife has, you know, four brothers and sisters and I just see how much they adore him. And, uh, and, and it really does, it is rooted in, in that family faith that he has. Um, and it's, it's huge in our community. It really is. I mean, Doylestown is a, is a, is a family based community. Um, and you know, you know, there's about a dozen families with all the same last name and we, you know, kind of tease each other because, it, you know, everybody's <laughs> right. related to everybody. And I think you guys, you know, coming from small communities, you can, right, uh, right. you can appreciate that, or at least uh, you, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, so it, it's important that we do this. Um, and like I said, I've got three little girls in the school. Um, it, it's a, it, like I said, a pre through a pre K through seventh grade. And uh, there's uh it's not a big school, but the, the families that are there, um, they're really, really good people. Um, so I think this is as, as a father and, uh, as a parishioner and as a member of the community, I think this is a good thing to, you know, kind of, kind of push that a little bit and hopefully help give back. Yeah. I think, so it's pretty clear to see how this guy ended up in the spot he was after telling us about his career choices and how I just, so how did you guys get connected? So, so I worked bingo with Casey's wife and I started talking about bingo and 
our bingo are in bourbon and stuff. So she's like, Hey, you got to talk with Casey about our <laughs> bourbon collections. And she's like, well, we thought about reaching out the insurance company because Casey's collections getting up here. We were here and then we're here. And then she's like, I'm worried about if something happens to the house, what's going to happen to the what's bourbon, to the bourbon <laughs> collection. Yeah. I feel like Tony could, can, can uh, sympathize with that. <laughs> that was her, that was her concerns. Yeah. How do we, how do I, how do we pay for this in case the house burns down? <laughs> so we started talking in about bourbon and stuff. And I'd actually been part of a raffle up north saying Barnabas had done and they had raised a hundred thousand dollars for their school. So I started looking at this and I reached out to the principal. I'm like, Hey, how can we do this? And I said, would you guys support this? So we started going down through the laws and stuff, the liquor laws. And we realized we had to get the five one C three. So we filed for all this. And about eight months later, here we are. And many nights getting up at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock going out, getting these bottles to put together the collection. Well, I've, I've seen cause I, I remember it was months ago when I was like, Hey, I was like, I don't know too many people that are as into bourbon as Tony. And I was like, this Kurt guy, I know <laughs> if, if, if anything to say about his Instagram feed, it's basically all bourbon. So like, he looks right. like he knows what he's talking about. I don't, but it looks like he knows what he's doing. And the collection is looks like it's continuing to grow and grow and grow. <laughs> so is that part of the, the goal was to pick up some of the for for this, this fundraiser right. to, to be able to do that. Right. I think we had, we knew, we knew enough about it to where, you know, and Kirk, Kirk has the, the, the contacts to be able to get a lot of these limited bottles. Um, you know, because the state of Ohio does it a little bit different because we're a controlled state. So the state of Ohio controls right. all the bourbon. So, you know, we can't get those big name bottles like the Pappy Van Winkles and things like that, that, you know, they, that those bottles alone, just, just the name pushes the tickets. So, you right. know, we, if we would have been able to get some of those bottles, you know, they sell themselves. Um, but, uh, you know, but Kirk has the, the contacts to be able to get some of these limited and, and allocated and rare bottles, um, you know, so that we could do this. But I think at the end of the day, we just thought it was a little bit different too. It was passions of ours. Right. So it was something, you know, it was important to us. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm tired of buying wrapping paper and ice cream and, you know, and all these other raffles and everything <laughs> right. like that. So, um, you know, we just thought it'd be maybe something different that, uh, you know, people could get behind and, and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully be able to sell those tickets. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's something, you know, I, there's a lot of people that will, you know, go in, you know, we talked about like just going to the bourbon, just to, to buy the bourbon and resell it, but it's something different that, you know, it, it a, uh, there's a lot of, uh, the more and more I'm learning about it, like the, the processes and everything behind it and mm -hmm. all the different, you know, one of my favorite things has been recently is to try different store picks of the exact same brand. I think with the one, what was it? I think we had, uh, Josh and Chad on here the one day and we had, I don't know how many bottles of. We just stuck with uh, Elijah Craig, and it was uh, like, like a bunch of barrel. Proofs there had to be like twelve, like fifteen different, like and oh, wow. then a ton of different, different Elijah picks. Craigs to be able to like, so, you know, and so you realize it's like oh, like you think like these two barrels, and I have a couple of my favorite. They're like a, just like like four or five barrel numbers apart, right. and they taste completely different. It's like okay, like this is kind of cool to be able to to decipher these things and be able to taste them. It's like all right. Now I get it. Like this is kind of neat. Yeah. Um. And it's a. Uh, it's like an a. Uh, like a like an adult little toy collection almost. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know. And what I find to be the most intriguing too is that you know with my wife who she's starting to come over to the dark side and she's starting to drink you know more bourbon and uh, and but she loves just the way the bottles look. You know, it's just you know yeah. it's very very pleasing in the way they look and some of the bottles are really really pretty and. 
And, uh, and so I, for me, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to, you know, I, I bring home another bottle. I'm like, but yeah, but hon, yeah, look how it, cool look this how, bottle is. Look how pretty this <laughs> bottle is. You know, we can almost put that up like, you know, on, yeah. on a shelf in the house and, you know, and, and people, you know, it's almost like a decoration. <laughs> it goes over, but, you know, not yeah, very far. It doesn't quite work, but, but uh, yeah, nice try. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I feel like, I, I feel like we have to like have a celebratory try of one of them. I don't know which one. I mean, Tony came prepared uh this time right. I, was, it's, I, I was trying to think of stuff like hey maybe these guys haven't tried some of this or right. you know there's some stuff in there that's very inexpensive that if you did a blind taste i think it would blow a lot of things out of the water well I that's mean, what you walked in with that benchmark yeah. well, the, foolproof yeah, i was like what right like what is this I like, like that i like that <laughs> and and that can't be i mean what's what's that 30 bucks yeah it was 25 bucks yeah, yeah like where do you even so, find this though Oh, that was Kentucky. Oh, was I was saying, usually yeah. it comes in like a, a plastic gallon container. It's like, <laughs> give us $5 and you're good to go. This is, you say, have you, have you tried this? I have never had the foolproof benchmark. No, there's actually a lot of those up there. I have not. I've had the Templeton and the, and the, uh, the Evan Williams I actually got when I was down at the Evan Williams yeah. experience down there in Kentucky. But did, but, uh, yeah. the, do you like this one? I've only tried the four year. I didn't try the six year. I, I love Templeton. I, I think they make some of the best rye yeah, and especially, you know, when you're mixing cocktails and stuff like that, I mean, yeah. with the rye and how spicy it? it is. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to like understand. I don't understand. Maybe I don't understand any of it. Um, but to be able to, to tell the differences. Cause I know like the first time I, um, I noticed that rise for me, if I, I like them neat, mm-hmm. But if I even put any type of water or ice in them, they almost like turn like bitter and gross to me. It was like, oh, like I never realized that like you could have one that like, cause some of them are really good. Like you put just a little bit of, you know, yep, dash of water. Yeah. It, like, but man, those rise are just for whatever it is, it just hits me. I mix it with water. I think one of the, uh, this was, this was an experience that when I first got into bourbon, I, I didn't know. And I don't even remember who told me this, but they had said that, and again, this is just goes back to, back to the, you know, in the front of your tongue is where the, the taste, but like the sweet taste buds are. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, in order to taste something sweet, you gotta, it has to hit the front of your tongue to whereas the rise and the more bitter or the more spicy things are on the back of your tongue. Just in knowing that, it really changed my experience when I was drinking bourbon um, because, you know, I could one, then I thought I was like a, a, a scientist, you know, that I could say, oh, <laughs> nope, that's a bourbon. Oh, nope, that's a ride just based on where it hit my tongue. But I think it's things like that that just, you know, that, that make make bourbon just, I don't know, for me, it just makes it fun. Um, it's an experience as opposed to, you know, me just, you know, cracking open, you know, 12 Bud Lights and and uh and then right. and feeling awful in the morning or you know feeling like uh, you know feel, feeling like i'm pregnant so um I, I don't know i just i like that experience right. of it but you know i don't know that and the history i i love you know you know d- dating back to the beginning of this country and uh and, and bootlegging and uh and, and, and making and making all of the, the the whiskey and things like that um it's just it's such an ingrained in our culture and in our you know and who we are as a country um, because it's been there since the beginning and, and people, you know, people made money that way and nothing's really changed. Um, it's just gotten more, uh, just gotten, it's more just gotten complicated. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, much more complicated. And realize it too, like, cause some like things are like people taste different things differently. Mm-hmm. So they recognize that like we, we, it almost, it's really neat. Cause you have these conversations, you sit down with, you know, someone can enjoy a bourbon and you can, you end up, it almost always end up 
to, in some kind of conversation. And it's neat to see like the differences in people, not only through the conversation, but the bourbons themselves, mm -hmm. because I've had multiple times where Tony be like, oh, like, this is really good. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'll have one like, oh, this is really good. And he'll be like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And like each right. person like taste that their tastes and like their, their likes and their, you know, dislikes and their personality, like everyone's just a little bit different. And to find something that, uh, maybe this is, it's, it's a, bourbon is, I guess, to me, a really good example of that where it's like, it's brown liquor. Mm -hmm. It made mm -hmm. essentially the same way, the exact same mm -hmm. way, but it's stored in a different barrel mm -hmm. or it's maybe, you know, this mash bill is just a little bit different. And mm -hmm. then different people will like it a little bit differently. And it's like, okay, you realize the, the level of complexity of, you know, even in the minute things, it also translates into, you know, ourselves and it, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's taking it too deep for the no, for bourbon, think, but you know, but it, it's really neat. I'll take it one step further. I, I I personally like the smell better than I like the taste. I love being able to to pull out you know, in the bourbon world what they call notes or mm. you know or you know the right. different smells and things like that. But most bourbon, and and I'm more of a bourbon fan than I am a rye fan. Um, but again, I, I just, I love the smell of brown sugar and, you know, most bourbon, you know, you get that, that sweet apple or, 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 you know, cherry or fruit. Um, and then, you know, the brown, the brown sugar and the caramel and, and, uh, or caramel, however you and caramel, it's yeah. caramel here. Caramel, yeah, it's, car it's caramel where I'm from too. But um, Wooster or Worcester, like I don't know. I definitely don't know. Worcester. Yeah, it's Worcester. Yeah, Thank definitely you. Worcester. <laughs> Everybody can stay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like uh, I like um, I, I I love those smells, and I will just sit there and smell it, and I look you know I look like my dog, but um, I really do enjoy you know that aspect of it too. So yeah. I don't know. It's again, I and I think with you know regardless of the taste and regardless of the smell, but. You know, enjoying it with my father-in-law, who you know again is such a huge influence in my life, and and again it was with bourbon too, because you know he's the one that started and he, he got me into drinking. You know, he he likes Weller, um, he calls it Wellers, which uh, my 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 family and I we kind of laugh at him and tease him <laughs> um, because he calls it Wellers. But uh, if I sit and have enough of them with him, it is Wellers. <laughs> but uh, um, but you know, I the the just it's just just sitting down and talking with him about the same things that you you that we're talking about, or right. you know, I don't know about his childhood and about you know history and, and you know about being a father and uh, you know you know about the the Catholic school and things like that. Um, I, I I think depending on what it is that I'm doing, the experience alone will determine on whether or not I like what it is that I'm drinking because you know it you know, those smells and that taste at the time, it was such a good experience or a good evening or, or whatever. So it kind of brings me back to, uh, it brings me back to, you know, my childhood or memories of, you know, good memories and things like that. So I, I think, you know, that has a lot to do, you know, with it too. Cause you know, you're just kind of just sitting there sipping it and talking about it and I don't know, it's kind of fun. Yep. Sharing with friends and bringing everybody together. And sounds like they're preaching to the choir to you. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was always what, like, I can't remember how long I've drank bourbon for. Probably. I don't know. I mean, I've, that was the always thing he, we've joked about. He's like, oh, you've had this one before. I'm like, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, <laughs> but usually it's because I didn't know what I was drinking. Because he was like, hey, try this one, try this one. And right. mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing until like I, um, until I, got to, I found one that it, I was like, oh, I like this. And then it was now I can base everything off of that. But he's been having me try probably stuff that I wish I could try now. Yeah. Years later. Antique collection stuff. That he was oh. just like, oh yeah, that's pretty tasty. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Those are all unicorns for me. Right. I mean, those yeah. are all unicorns. But it's funny when you talk about the smell too, we had a, I think one of the, 
one of the best, maybe the best piece of advice. That's probably a little too strong. Um, but we had someone on, we've talked to him a couple of times where he said, he's like, you know, just if you have a bourbon glass out and whatever you were drinking, he's like, when you just, if you leave it set out, like after you drink it, he's like the next morning, he's like, smell it. He's like, that's what it is without the alcohol. Mm-hmm. He's like, that way you can like, he's like, you can really start to pick up all those notes and stuff. And so now like, yeah, there'd be glasses cut down here, like the next day. And I'm just come, Hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I see what he's saying now. Like, that's really neat. Like, to be able to like, and then go back to it and drink it again, and to yep. be able to try to, it's it's neat. That's another reason why I love bourbon so much because my dad's a contractor. Uh, he's a mason, uh, but uh, he also had our the, our workshop, his workshop in our basement of our house. So our house always smelled like wood. So oh, yeah. you know, obviously, when you know, I I love you know after I've drank the the glass of bourbon, I'll set it out in in like in the next day. It just smells like oak, you know, because all the bourbon is aged in oak, and it just immediately brings me back to my childhood. It immediately brings me back to my dad, and you know all the things that he taught me. And I, I don't know, it just puts me right back in my house, you know, thirty years ago, and and I and I love it. And it's just just another reason why I was just drawn to it. Not to mention, you know, we grew up on a farm, so you know, and and being you know in the middle of Ohio and. And, and, uh, you know, you, I just driving out here, all I saw was corn and wheat. Right. So I don't know. It just, I, bourbon to me just is, I don't know. It just speaks to me for so many different ways. They were talking about the different flavors of bourbon and stuff. When it said, I had a bottle of Bland's gold. I opened up, tried it the first time. I really didn't like it. Let it sit for a month, came back. And I started like, we were talking about the notes and stuff. I really enjoyed it after that. It's letting that alcohol burn off in a different flavor to it. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause I've tried bottles where it's, Oh, this is really good. And then it sits for a month or two and I go back to it. I'm like, this is not what I had before. So it's, <laughs> I, I have no idea why it does that. Um, but it's, it's interesting to cut, like I said, the complexities of, of what you get into and things. It's like, you go back and it's like, Hmm, was this as good as it was before? Or was it because I had three bourbons before that? Like, I, I'm not sure like if it was still just as good, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a, the complexity is the interesting. Complexity is a great word, but you're right. After three or four, they're all my favorite. Yeah. That's what, that's usually <laughs> yeah. when it's like, all right, uh-huh. that's probably enough. If I can't, if I can't tell the difference between the two, it's like, all right, that's, that's probably, especially when I'm drinking part of Tony's collection. Oh, I don't, it, <laughs> there's not a bottle in my collection that I'm unwilling to open up or share. So I, I don't sell bottles. I think I gave, I think I gave about 30 or 40 away last year. Um, I, I just give them as good. I donated some to uh, Lone Wolf's thing. There was like seven or eight good bottles that they raffled off and made some good money. Um, and then, well, like my office staff likes it. Um, so I'll just pop in there with an Angel's Envy or a Buffalo Trace or Blanton's or something. And they're like, oh, they jackpot. Um, yeah, I just tr- drink a little bit, give a lot away, share even more, uh, and just keep building that that camaraderie. I like it. I like that word. Tony, do you get into like trying to pick out what, what it smells like and what it tastes like, the different like the different flavors and things like that? Oh, uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Um I used to be better at that until I had COVID. And yeah. then the, the smell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean I could go like I could smell something and be like, mm, so that's definitely like one of the Russells. Like that's a Russells or a wild turkey or yeah. you know, able that, to pick out like hey, that nuttiness. Got, yeah, yeah. It's, or yeah, for me it was like a cherry that I would uh, but now I can't, you know, they did that the other day with, uh, oh, uh, 2020, uh, birthday bourbon. And, uh, I, I didn't like it, man. I, I actually, I did not like it. I was like that I've had other iterations that were fantastic and that one just 
didn't do it for me. Uh, and I don't know if I was off that night because I had a, a four-year uh, Willet. And I, I usually really like the Willets. Me too. And it was yeah. the worst bottle of Willet that I've ever had, mm-hmm. um, which you'll definitely have to try this old Kirk then because it is a uh, purple top in disguise. That's, a, that's some Willet liquid right there. Well, that's interesting, too, that you talk about the smoke. Because I remember somebody chided me. I still don't know if that's technically a word. We talked about that before. Yeah. Um, for, like, really sticking my nose in it. Like, well, you don't want to, like, get it real down there. You just kind of, like, but I my sense of smell is awful. Like, I don't know if I, I have had COVID. And I don't know if I, like, if, if I would have lost my sense of taste, I definitely would have known it. But, like, I don't know if I would have known if I lost my sense of smell. Because there's some times where I'm, like, my wife has a great sense of smell. Like she'll smell things and she's like, oh, what is that? I'm like, mm, is it me? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like what, what, what is it? Cause like, yeah, my sense of smell is terrible. So like, I really got to get up in there, but the taste, um, and maybe that's maybe my, I admit those two things are tied together. So maybe that's why I tend to like, um, not, not sweet bourbons, like the low proofs, but I like high proofs finished in, um, like port casts, like mm-hmm. those, like mm-hmm. I really like that, that finish mm-hmm. of that. Um, maybe that's why, because it just, maybe it's a, so flavorful that I can finally taste it. Like all the, the, the different flavor profiles in it, but I don't know. Yeah, a lot of times it, when it's aged too, and in, in different things, you know, it kind of takes that burn off a little bit too. So I, I know that's why my, my wife really likes Angel's Envy yeah. because it's finished in port. And, and I, and I think she can taste that she loves wine um, you know, and that, and that sweetness, so she can taste it, and and it, it kind of takes the edge off a little bit. You know, you don't get so much of the that ethanol burn and stuff like that. So I know that's I liked finished stuff too, but you know, I I just love seeing the difference in it. You know, you got the same exact you know ingredients in it, and it's been yeah. aged the same time, but then they throw it in six months in a, in a different kind of barrel. And there's all I mean, I've learned so much about the different kinds of regions of wine and things like that all over the country, and you know, all the different things that they age it in. Um, and it just changes it just ever so slightly yeah. and it's just another bottle I want. Yeah. That's what, that was the same thing with the, um, was it, I can't remember who makes it now, but the, the Pritchard Hill. Uh, I can't remember who makes Jefferson's. It. Jefferson. Yeah. It was like, <clears throat> I saw it and it was like, oh, like Cabernet, like that'd be interesting. Like, sure. Like I'll, I'll give that a shot. And yeah. it's, it's good. I, I got a bottle of somewhere. Um, but like whatever it is about that, I, that, and, um, I'd really like to find more, or I don't even know how, how it all works, but I know like Jameson does the uh, stout finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'd like to see some more of that because I really like that dark. It's like a dark, but it still has that like sweet tinge to it. But like that, that dark like finish is phenomenal. Like I don't mind the burn as long as the flavor is good. Yeah. Cause every once in a while, like you get a burn, but like I'll get this, like the bitterness in the back of like in my mouth. And it's like, Ooh, that's, that's no good. But, like I'm okay with the burn, but just sometimes the fl- those flavors just, don't mesh quite quite well for me. Maybe that's because my sense of smell is messed up. I never thought about it until now. Maybe yeah. maybe because I can't smell things right. The taster. Because there's times I've a bunch of times like everyone's like, oh, that's really good. I'm like, oh, it's good. But, I mean, whatever. And yeah. usually, whatever I like, it's like, eh, it's okay. But it's so it's funny to see each their own. Like it, yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Kirk. I'd say you're talking about different tastes and stuff. There's a bottle called Hill Rock, and it's got like a cab. So you, Solera. Yep. Phenomenal bottle. So you start off, you take the taste, you taste the bourbon, and when it hits the back of your palate, you taste the cab. And it just finishes super strong, different flavors and taste. I'll hit you at one time. Mm, I'm going to have to I think, right, get a picture of that one so I can keep that one in mind. Yeah, you probably don't remember this, but you actually had some 
pretty good rise finished in uh <laughs> See? so you had uh EPK Midwinter Nights oh man and, uh, in the the Burai if it's over a year ago, I don't remember. Yeah, it was, yeah it's, it was like I it's not, it doesn't ago. fall on my scale. Yeah, it doesn't fall there. Well, I think it goes back, like I've said, it's something about when you're dealing with something that's com complex and deep, until you find a reference point, like wherever you are, whether it be, you know, you guys have mentioned, you know, religion and faith, mm -hmm. uh, bourbon, or, you know, any type of spectrum of anything, until you find a reference point to where you're at, it's hard to to figure out you know, all the surrounding pieces of the puzzle, you know, and that was for the bourbon piece. That was for me, it was like, I found, Oh, whatever it is about this one particular thing. Like I really like this. And then I was able to build mm -hmm. around like, all right, Sorry. all right. I know where I'm at now. I know which, which way is North for me. Now I can, you know, I have a landscape that I can, you know, map out. Um, I guess maybe going back to the, the raffle you were doing and, so it, you said, I don't know if you mentioned this. So it's June 2nd. Is, is, it, is June 2nd? Yep, is that when it ends? June 2nd. It's going to be 48. Got a food truck coming. Oh, so you're doing a whole, like, a big event, too, mm -hmm. on top yeah. of it. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. We wanted to, uh, again, another thing just to build community, you know, with our with our school, and it's it's been a while. Um, we have a new uh, we have a new priest at, at our congregation, which he's amazing. Um, his homilies just, I, I honestly sit there in my pew and I feel like he's talking to me, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes, <laughs> right. but, uh, um, I, we were really blessed to, to have him, have him come in and, uh, and do the great job he's done in, in a short amount of time. Um, and he's been very supportive of, of what it is that we're doing here and very supportive of our, of our little school. Um, so that, that's been a really, really good thing. But so we wanted, uh, we wanted to be able to bring the community together around this. Um, so we're going to have a lot, it's going to be live stream. It's going to be a live stream event. So, you know, you don't have to be present in order to, to, you know, if you do win a bottle, um, you don't have to be there. We'll, we'll get it to you or we'll, we'll contact you and, uh, and, and you can come pick it up, um, or, or we'll get it to you one way or another. But, um, so yeah, but we wanted, uh, we wanted to have some community thing there. So we're going to have a food truck and, and, and do do some tasting and yeah. things like that with some of the things that we have in the, in the raffle um and uh, we'll have a dj and uh, we're going to make a night of it and hopefully uh, hopefully our community shows up i think a lot of our uh live event tickets that we're, we've sold uh, i think i think we sold a lot of those so I mean, that'll that'll be a fun yeah. night so we get these tickets sold and uh it'll be it'll be it'll be an interesting evening yeah we think we only got about 40 of the live tickets left oh no stuff. they've been going pretty quick we only what is 150. 150 of them Oh, nice. stuff because we don't want to get it too big and stuff. We want people to enjoy themselves. Right. Not be too packed in there, but be able to move around, function, have a nice flow, enjoy themselves. And yeah, that's probably the best way to do it because there's we've we've been to some events. Some events. We just went to one. Was it last summer? We went to a a festival and it was like either they didn't plan this properly or they sold way too many tickets because this yeah. is now it's like no thanks. Like I want nothing to do with that. Like so it's a it's good to keep that. Well, at the same time it's. You talk about that community, like you can't have a community when you're all shoved in a, you know, a sardine can, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, well, did you want to, is this about the community or is, yeah. was this about just making money? Yeah. So it's, that's, that's really neat. That's, uh, yeah. I say it's about both and stuff for us. We want to make sure we bring the parents in, show them we're a fun group. And we talked about the bingo program, trying to get people in there and be positive and say, Hey, come here. We're going to have fun and be adults and stuff. But we're also here supporting our kids at the same right. time. So we're going to generate the revenue and show off our school at the same time use it as a as, as an enrollment you know a, a marketing tool too yeah, so right. everybody on that's you know live streaming that you know might not be catholic or might not uh know much about our catholic school or, or 
see how much they like Kirk. Live stream. <laughs> are you do, you doing a big pre- presentation? Are you, Kurt? I guess. He's like, I guess. Speech. Is there a speech? I think you should. I guess yeah. be a speech. I think you should. Oh, For sure. It's on the agenda now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, I tell you. He's like, right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Maybe after a few more bourbons, here we go. <laughs> be able to have the courage to get up there and do it. Uh, it's, hey, nothing's going to happen. It's all right. That's that's super neat. Um, so. You have how many bottle? How many bottles? You said you was one hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty bottles, and you're only selling it. You're capping it. Fifteen hundred tickets. tickets. That's that's pretty. That's also like that's um that's something that hit me that you have a cap to it. Yeah, because right. most people would just be like, well, you know, buy as you sell as many as you can, then we'll pull the names out of the hat. Yeah. So that's kind of there's like a set. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know what's happening. We wanted the odds to be pretty good. You know, one in ten. I mean, those are those are decent odds. You know, because we don't have Pappy Van Winkle. So, and that's another thing too that maybe people need to understand too is that you know we weren't able to do this um, before the state of Ohio changed the way that they do their laws. Um, you're not allowed to raffle bourbon in the state of Ohio up until January. So they changed the laws in which if you buy the alcohol in Ohio, you can do the raffle. Um, so, you know, it's almost impossible to get a Pappy Van Winkle unless you win the state lottery and right. get a, a Pappy Van Winkle in which, you know, there's only, you know, about 80 of them in which they're, they're going to, they're going to, um, raffle off or, you know, do in their lottery. So, you know, we, we were stuck to, to, to the allocated bourbon that, that they're here in Ohio. And for anybody that knows that, you know, there's, those are limited, obviously. And, you know, there's people standing in line, you know, at two, three, four o'clock in the morning waiting to get, you know, three bottles that they're going to put on the shelf. Those taters. Those taters. Exactly. <laughs> so fortunately for us, I have a tater sitting to my left. Who is <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen his personal collection, so I don't, I, I don't know if I'd yeah. say, it, you know. Complete tater, right? <laughs> uh, but again, we couldn't do this without Kirk and, and his contacts and, and everything like that, because like, he's able to get. Um, you know, we've got some blood oath in there. We've got, uh, we've you know, we've got some E. H. Taylor in there. We've got some uh, Woodford, um, uh, the, the 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 collection series, the the seventeen the series. Tony, I can't think of what it's called right now. Uh, Master's collection. Master's Master collection. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Kirk. Name name some of these uh, other we've bottles. Got the Wellet, Wellet, uh, four year rye. We picked up a Weller 12-year through the state lottery. We won that. We were able to get something good like that, which normally you're not going to get in Ohio. You'd get down in like, South Carolina and pay an arm and a leg by five, 600 bucks. And that says a lot. I mean, the fact yeah. that you won something on raffle, yeah. and now you're raffling it off again. Correct. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... And like a bottle like that, it's like, if you win in the raffle, like, it, for instance, it's a $45 bottle, but we talked about the secondary market and stuff. $500. Yeah. It gets crazy. So we've got some, some home run hitters in there. Um, I know as a, I mean, I, I have a, an extensive collection. Um, it pains me to, to see it sometime because I've, I've spent way too much money on it, but, um, there's a lot of bottles in there that I want. So, I mean, I, I'm, I've bought probably too many tickets. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, for, for, for those that are just starting a collection or, or you know, or, or, you know, Aren't sure whether or not they want to buy a ticket. I mean, there's some really, really good bottles in there that yep. I want, like the Booker's. Uh, yeah, stuff. like the you know the Booker's. Uh, those are those are all really, really good bourbons, and they're hard hard to find. You can't just walk into the liquor store and pull those off the shelf. You got to get you either got to be standing in line at two o'clock in the morning, or you've got to get really, really lucky. So we're excited. I think the I, I think we have what it takes to get these tickets sold. We just got to get our name out there. We just got to get it out there to 
um, to the people in the state and, and hopefully be able to push those tickets. Um, we're on Facebook. Um, we have our own website, which is uh, a fatherscommitment.org. Um, you can check out all the bottles on there. They're all listed on there. There's pictures of them. Um, and you can, you can buy tickets, you can buy raffle tickets, you can just donate to the event. Um, so, you know, obviously we, you know, we had to buy all these bottles. Um, so we've had some, some donors out there that have been really, really generous in, in being able to give us the funds to even, you know, to even get this $150, you know, bottle collection. Um, but, uh, but anyway, you can buy tickets and you can buy tickets to the event and everything like that. So it's a one-stop shop on our, on our website. So just a matter of, uh, getting the word out there. Right. Well, I think it's a big piece of it too, is where you like, I've seen, you know, obviously having a kid, um, in school, it's like, you have all these fundraisers and different things mm-hmm. and, ah, oh, we're trying to raise money for this, trying to raise money for that. And it's like, yeah, it always kills me. I remember being a kid in school and like bringing home like the magazines of like mm-hmm. whatever it is, like cookie dough mm-hmm. and all this like wrapping paper. Yeah. Wrapping paper. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, like, and then like, and like, I don't want to, I don't want to buy your crappy candles. I'm sorry. Like, I don't like, you know, like, or whatever it is. Like, can I just, can I just give you $50? Like, yeah. can I just donate money? Yeah. Cause I'd much rather just give you money because you're actually going to be able to get it. But like having a, having a fundraiser that has something that like people like not only for a cause that they want to give to, mm-hmm. but you know, the chances of actually getting something that they're like excited about. Yeah. That's a big right. key. So like yep. this, so that's like seeing this, it's, it's a really good idea and it's yeah. What's well, different. And <laughs> yeah. again, I, I've got nothing against candles and I've got nothing against wrapping paper. I love My candles mom and wrapping paper. loves <laughs> wrapping paper and candles. We're just trying to, we're, we're just trying to, I don't know, just market to a little different crowd yeah. and we thought it would be fun and different. And, uh, and, and, and again, like it, we know, I mean, the, the bourbon craze is it's out of control yeah. at this point. Like it's uh, it's, it's big business. So um, we thought uh, that we could kind of rest on those coattails a yeah. little bit. Well, let's see, I, I would rather pay $50 to a, a you know a charitable foundation or you know a, a fundraiser mm-hmm. and get nothing and have the chance of getting something I really want versus paying fifty dollars for like a dozen frozen cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, which I don't absolutely. need to be eating to begin with. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. that. Like I don't need to pay uh, thirty dollars for a small pot of mums. Mm-hmm. You know, flour, I don't, I don't, I can go to the store and buy 10 mm-hmm. of those for that price. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so like the chances that I'll get something that's kind of cool. Okay. Now you got me. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Well, that's what we're hoping for. That's, that's what, the, that's what I lay up at night. Hoping yeah. sleepless nights. I, was gonna say, I don't know. The Samoas pair pretty well with some cast drink bourbons. So. That's true. Well, the, I, all right. Girl Scout cookies. Those don't count. Yeah, that's a whole, <laughs> that's, that's a whole term. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that when he literally buys 50 boxes of those Samoas, when my, when oh, my kids. They're so good. Oh my God. Does he, he freeze them? He puts them in the freezer. Of course he does. Year <laughs> round, like a box a month. I think. I don't know. It's, you might have me there. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Girl Scout cookies and bourbon mm-hmm. that you should have paired them up. That's what I was thinking. Next time. Mm. Next time. Because are those only available during like a certain time of year? Like how, how are those? Yeah, are they, con- so. are they controlled more than bourbon is? Probably. Oh. The, alloc- <laughs> the allocation of Girl Scout, the allocation of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've seen some of those Girl Scout troop leaders. They are serious about those Girl Scout cookies. They'd have to be. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Maybe a pair of peanut butter cup. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ooh, I, yeah, I don't need any peanut butter in my bourbon. We've done, we've done that before. I don't need any of that. That's, that's too. Peanut butter is my favorite food, and I do not like it in bourbon. But yeah. The, the peanut butter infused. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm out. It's, it's, I'm a, it's like, a, like a cheese and wine. Yeah. I, I'm good with cheese, and I'm good with wine. But I don't want you like drop no. cheese in my no, wine. No, I don't need soaking cheese in my wine. No, thank you. <laughs> so, some of the Jack Daniels have a pretty heavy uh, 
Oh, like peanut profile. Yeah. Right. Peanut w- profile is different than peanut. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, they take like a jar of like peanut syrup, peanut butter syrup, and like. Oh. <laughs> I have a bottle of uh, it's a Russell's Reserve store pick. Um, and I don't. I think it was a store out of South Carolina, <laughs> and it tastes like it, it. It tastes like peanut butter, and I love that. But it's just, just you know, the, the mash bill and, and yeah. how it is they aged and stuff like that. But. Um, you know, some of the, that squirrel, I don't know what it's called, but oh. man, oh boy, that's, that's rough. Yeah. Even I, I'm a big fan of, um, a big, big fan of bird dog, like for the price. Yeah. Like that you, yep. like even like their seven, I love, they call it a seven year, but is that really a seven year? Cause I feel like that they can't sell that seven year for 30 bucks or whatever it is, but like, mm-hmm. but their peanut butter bourbon, it's like, no, no, stop, stop no. it. Just, mm-hmm. just stay with the regular. Cause it's, it's decent, but like, it just feels like just like tastes like syrup and it's like I, yep that's, that's a that's, good way to put like syrup it's, yeah, it's like too no. much yeah maybe uh, it might be good on pancakes maybe oh, oh, man, bourbon on my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> mix it up my, my mother-in-law <laughs> loves that bourbon cream like that buffalo yeah. trace bourbon cream oh, i've I like never that. had that i like that a lot but i don't know i can't do this do it mix it with coffee you, mm-hmm. you've had oh. yeah. you've had that oh, I, see i made a coffee for you working on her deck and oh well yeah okay okay yeah that's one of my favorite like i'll take um you know, on a certain like cold Saturday mornings where like, or like my Christmas morning, this is my, I get up, make some coffee. I take about like a half to like a third of a packet of hot chocolate and then a little bit of bourbon, just a a dash of milk. Mm. That's the go-to. Yeah. It's, it's a nice little, uh, like I got a new tradition. Yeah. Nice little, like Chris, maybe a little peppermint in there for Christmas. You say that that for Christmas, basic white boy stuff. That's that's my daily daily routine before I go to jail. That's that's a Tuesday. (laughs) That's Tuesday. That's I deal with work. I don't like, I like to keep it on at least the weekend mornings, (laughs) you know, weekend mornings, not weekdays. You know, you gotta, can't can't do that. I like to keep that vodka and orange juice. So Tony, <laughs> Amen, Amen. Right. Tony, what's a, what's your what's your favorite? Like, well, I mean, like, what is your? Uh, let me do this. Let's do this. What do you? What is your? What's your everyday drinker? And oh. then what is? What is your your favorite rye and your favorite bourbon? Yeah, I think I've answered that question before at one point. Um, not to him. No, no, no. I was just trying to think. What my, I was trying to think what my answers are and if they changed. Um. It, so I would say, I mean, I drink a lot of Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anytime there's store picks, like I usually buy them just by the case. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get 12 at a time. Um, and I, like I said, I usually give, they last like about a month mm-hmm. between drinking and giving. And so, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I give a lot away. Um, pro- probably, probably Buffalo Trace, man, just as the everyday. Yeah. So, uh, rye, let me think here. Hmm. Putting you on the spot. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. There's just a lot of someone needs There's to. a lot of rises I've drank. So, um, is this like? Is there any anything attached to this rye, or is it just any rye I've ever tried? Is it? I would say as long as you can categorize it as a rye. Okay. Uh so some of like the uh, five and six year Willets. Okay. Are absolutely fantastic. I love Willet rye. So it's. I mean, it's very like dessert. Yeah. Um, decadent. Uh, so I would probably say, you know, that not the four is not good, but you start getting into some of those older ones and yeah, it's yeah. like, these are fantastic. Um, and then let's see, then just bourbon. Was that the other one? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I do like George T. Stagg. Oh, um, heavy hitter. Huh. I, I do like that one. Um, I'm trying to think what else. He's going through his like Rolodex. Yeah, of, I am. Uh, at this point. 
Uh, some of the Russell store picks, like I would put them up against anything. Me too. Like Me too. Anything. Me too. If I see a Russell store store pick, I'm buying it. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, hands are that yep. same. same. I, it's just it, to me. It's just I don't know. That's just that's the profile I like. That's it's just really really good. And again, but it, a lot of it I, I get that peanut butter, and so I don't know. That's just that's kind of me. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I am. I'm trying to think Go of ahead. stuff that I like that I haven't had for a while, or like. You wish you had old, <laughs> old. Oh, there's plenty of stuff I wish I had, but we're, we're getting towards like uh, the three thousand plus dollar range for some of those bottles. Mm-hmm. So stop it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you get into some of like yeah. the King of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, let me think here. Yeah, I just stick with the the George T. Stag. So. Yeah. Well, you can't go wrong with that. That's just about everybody's unicorn, I guess. You know, until you get into the old dusties that are, are, you know, unattainable. Yeah. What about you guys? Man, I'd say one of my everyday drinkers, probably the H. Taylor. Hmm? It's a nice, easy drink. The small batch or the single barrel? Or? Uh, single barrel is delicious and stuff. I got one of those. But I'd say I just like drinking the small batch everyday drinker. It's nice, easy going. We got my wife started drinking that. She likes Eagle Rare, but I'd say rye. I would talk to Casey about the Alberta Premium. Yeah, that's really good. I've had that. Before. Good. That is good. Yeah. I, oh, see, not that's see. a name I remember. I've had that in the last year, see, so I, I can remember had, it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I haven't had as many rides as probably you guys and stuff, but it's starting to get into that. Dab on my toe in that. Yeah, that one's definitely a flavor bomb after it's open for a couple of weeks. And I think is are they on their third batch? So I think I it's think it's about right. Yeah. yeah, I think I just picked up one of those the other day. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that one compares to the second and first. We've got a couple of those in the in the raffles. Yeah, and you can still find those on the shelf too. It's a good seventy dollar bottle. I like them because they're twist tops. There's right. there's something about twist tops. <laughs> I love it. I'm like makes I me feel seventy dollars for this. Yeah, and it's a twist uh-huh. top. I love it. Uh-huh. No cork, nothing. <laughs> Just to take it off. Yep. And I said a George T. Stacked. I've had that once and phenomenal. You sit down and have a bottle like that, and half of it's just fine in that bottle and tasting it. Sometimes you kind of put the standards too high on a bottle, and yeah. that's one I tried. I'm like, Ooh. it's cracked up with everything. Let me add this. So let me add this to the to the three. Biggest uh, disappointment. Ooh. Ooh. I thought Bland's was overrated. That's me and stuff. I, I like it, but I think I hyped it up too much in my head. Yeah. That's a cool horse. Oh, don't get me wrong. I've got like, a cool horse I've got like 10 of them at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. the horse. I was going to say, for someone it who doesn't cool. like plans, you've got a lot of plans. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the gold. Yeah. And the straight from the barrel. Have you tried that I one? I have not. I'm trying to get that one next. So that one's probably my, you know, I, I'm not huge on Blanton's either, but the straight from the barrel, or if you can get a store pick that's uh, five or below for the Rick houses. Um, for the the level in the rickhouse, five or below is money. I've got one from number two, and it is like it's wild. It has like this almost a grape taste. Like it's it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I I'm I don't I try not to get into the hype of the Blantons, but um, it is a cool horse. It's a pretty looking it's, bottle. It's a neat horse, and you know I just on principle alone, I tried to stay away from it just because it's so hyped up and it's so overpriced on the secondary market and everything like that. But I've got a bottle of the straight from the barrel. And it is legit. Good. Yeah. It is good. It's really good. I've never had a store pick before, but that straight from the barrel is, it's good. Oh, uh, did you, is that, did you get it before they started releasing it stateside? Yes. Okay. So is that stateside? Is it, do you know if it's 750 mil? 
Like yours is probably seven hundred. Seven mine's a seven hundred, yeah. yeah. And I got mine on an auction. Okay. So it, when it was out of California, um, but I yeah, mine's a seven hundred milliliter. Do, did do you know when they brought them stateside if they went to seven fifties? I, I don't know, and and honestly, if I'm being if I'm being completely honest with you, Tony, I thought I got scammed because when I when, when it came in the mail, <laughs> yeah. it was the bottle was a little bit smaller, yeah, obviously, what the heck? yeah. Um, but then obviously, I did a little bit of research and. and it, but uh, um, yeah, it was a 2019 dump. Um, but I don't know if I don't know if that's when they went to the I don't know if that's when they went to that or not. You guys are talking way out of my league right now. I don't know any of that stuff. It's, I know. It's, what it's what are your you, you you asked the question? So what's your go to in your my everyday drinker is I, I like Wild Turkey 101. I mean, I just think yeah. for, for the price. Oh yeah, it is it is just such a good bourbon. And I think you know I don't know if. It just reminds me of back when I was in college, but you just you look at it as something <laughs> oh, you're just going to yeah. take shots with. And, and uh, but you know, now that I've gotten into this a little bit, and uh, you know, and, and, and tasting different things and stuff like that, I just keep coming back to that. And again, I think it's that nuttier profile and stuff like that. But okay, it holds up in, uh, in in cocktails and things like that. I like yeah. I like to mix bourbon with you know, ginger ale, um, you know, and it still you know keeps keeps that spice and, and stuff like that. So I, I love Wild Turkey 101. Um, outside of that, I love Old Forester. I'm a Brown Foreman fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love everything Old Forester. I love that that cherry note, that sweet cherry note. <laughs> Tony, I've he's, never he's had that. Slide that one over to him. <laughs> yeah, there you I've, go. Uh, I, I'm 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 I'm, that, I'm all over it. Um, Gotta try I've it. never had that single barrel before, but I love like uh, the the Old Forester birthday bourbon. Um, you know the the 2016, 2017, yeah. 2018. Those yeah. are my those are my unicorn. I'm, 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 you know, one of these days I'll, I'll try to find it, but you know, I think that, you know, just the, the search or the hunt, mm-hmm. I, I think I enjoy that too. Like, I don't know. It, it keeps me young. I think, you know, <laughs> looking for these bourbons and, and, you know, tr- you know, um, you know, trading bourbons and things like that with, uh, with the friends and stuff that I have. And you know, I've met some really, really cool people all over the country that, you know, that, that enjoy bourbon and, and, and I, you know, being a police officer, other, other police officers in other States and stuff like that, that I've met in training and things like that. So again, it's that camaraderie and that community and things like that. I just really love doing that, you know, and trying to find some of the, the bottles that I want, some of the bottles that I can't find here in a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm an old Forester guy. The, the old Forester, the, the 1910, the 1920. I, you know, for the price, I think those are the the, the best fifty dollar bottles that, that you're going to buy, um, that that you can find that are readily yeah. available anywhere in the country. Um, but uh, do you ever mix them? 1915. I have proof it up a little. 1915. <laughs> you know, I I really did like it. Um, I I like. I, I like I like the flavors. So yeah. you get the higher barrel proof. You know, I'm a barrel proof guy, but. You know, sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming for me. I, I like that right around that 110, 115 mm-hmm. proof point. Like that's just, you know, kind of my wheelhouse, um, you know, and I can still function the next day. Um, but <laughs> right. um, yeah, so that's important. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, I've, I've got an old Forester rye, which is, uh, you know, an old Forester rye single barrel, which is, uh, you know, harder to come by. And, and, and I, I just, I love it. I, I love everything about old Forester. Is that the green label one? Yeah. yeah I haven't, I haven't had that one actually. Man, that. it is so good. Man, it, it's, it's a high proof and yeah. and it's spicy and you, you've got to, you've got to have a tolerance for it because otherwise it'll, 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 you know, I, my wife wouldn't even sign me up. Wouldn't even, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even go for it. Yeah, sign me you got to slide in there slowly. Yeah. yeah I had, but I, you know, my, my, you know, I had a King of Kentucky. I tasted a King of Kentucky when I was down at uh, Bard, uh, Bardstown, um, which, you know, if, if anyone gets a chance to go down to Kentucky and, you know, the Bardstown distillery is new, 
Um, but I think they do it really, really right. And they're more of a blender, you know, which again, gets you into the intricacies of, of bourbon and stuff like that. You've got, you've got your craft distilleries, you know, the small mom and pop shops and stuff like that, which I just love, you know, just reminds me of, you know, my grandma's house, but, uh, you know, and then you, you got the big distillers like the Buffalo trace and stuff like that. But, you know, and then you got people now that are using other people's bourbon and they're blending it like mad scientists and they're coming up some really, really good stuff. So, um, but if you get a chance to go out there to that distillery, it is so awesome. They just do a really, really good job and they have a really good restaurant there and they're like that. But I had a King of Kentucky and I'm telling you, this, this is the honest to God truth. And again, I'm, I, I'm a smell guy. I just, I love the, the smell of the bourbon and stuff like that. I walked around that distillery and did their tour for an hour and never drank the King of Kentucky until the end. I just walked around and smelled it. I mean, it was so rich and full and it was just such a cool experience, but one of these days, maybe I'll I'll own a king of Kentucky, but they're about impossible to find. So <laughs> that's kind of my unicorn. But I, I I don't. What is what is your biggest disappointment, Tony? Like I don't ever really thought about that. I, I like got, it all. I have two of them. I, have, I don't, even, exactly. I don't yeah. even like saying them, man. <laughs> I, 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 so you asked. They're, they're almost you three. Do it, so man. the uh, the first one was William Larue Weller. Okay. Um, I think I had the like eighteen and nineteen, and I was like, what is all the hype about no kidding like a lot of heat not a lot of flavor and then i had the 20 and i was like oh wow okay this thing's so it depends yeah, on the dump date. definitely yeah. some awesome awesome layers there um so that was the initial one but it came back around uh ego rare 17 not just not that impressed um and i did only have i only had that one once and then um probably my biggest was booker's rye and i wanted to like it so bad and i had it yeah twice and I got, and I like rise. Yeah. Dude, just wasn't happening for me. Hmm. Wasn't happening. And I've never been like super impressed by any of the pappies. Um, the, yeah, I mean the 15 and the 12 are like pretty tasty. Yeah. Uh, 20 and 23 are, you're getting like very oaky. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think that's biggest disappointment though. So. I've had a, I've had the, uh, I've had the, the, the Pappy 10 or the, you know, the old rip 10, um, those bourbon aficionados are going to get mad at me. <laughs> I, 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 Pappy. I, was say, I threw the 12 in there and I'm, I'm like, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've had the 10, I've had the 15 and I, same thing. I, you know, I, I just wasn't, I just wasn't blown away, you know, like I, I have been with, with some other things, but, um, I, I enjoy, you know, finding things that are cheaper that, that, that'll stand up or hold up to, to some of those other things. I really do enjoy, you know being able to find something that maybe even just be on the shelf or even like a craft distiller that, uh, that's doing things really, really well. And, uh, um, and, and is able to, to pull off something that in my opinion is better than a, you know, Pappy Van Winkle that, you know, you're paying $2,000 for on the secondary market right. if you're, if you're, if it's something you really, really want. But, um, you know, I'm not one of those guys that has to have something just because, you know, of the name you're I supposed I, to. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I really do enjoy drinking my bourbon. I don't, I don't I'm not, a, I don't necessarily feel like I'm a, cur- a collector. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm buying it. I want, I want to be able to drink it and I want to be able to share it. You know, I know there's, there's, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they, they're holding on to these things like they're going to pass it on to their kids or something, I guess. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> I think that's what it's about is sharing it. And and again, I, I walk in here and you guys got, you know, a bunch of bottles on the table that have of some really, really good stuff that I haven't had and you're willing to share it and stuff like that. So I think it's what it's all about. That little bit of community. Right. Yeah. I think that's a huge piece of it. And that's, I've, I guess realizing that um, as I've started to get into it, cause like I said, like if it's beyond a year, like, I don't know, but in the, in the last year, like, okay, I found what I've liked um, and starting to you know branch out and learn those things. But then like you start talking to these you know, people and 
um, all the different things you know they like and the communities that are they're branched away from that. And it's just really interesting to see, you know, the complexity that, like we've said, yep. in the bourbon, you know, transfers into the complexity of the groups and the people and you know the um, just the communities. Like you said, around those things, yeah. it's, it's it's really neat to see something like that that just people can get together, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You know, there's movie groups and, you know, different, all these different clubs and all these communities and different things around certain things. So it's like, it's neat to, um, that like bourbon is kind of one of those things where I've seen, like, it's people from all different, yeah. you know, different walks, yeah, mm-hmm. different walks of life, like whatever it might be. And it's like, Oh, like, it's neat to see how, when those communities end up developing in between communities that you would think like, Oh, well this person, like, you know, person A and person B never mm-hmm. would necessarily like ever so, intermingle. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it's like someone mentions bourbon. It's like, Oh, what? Like, and then all of a sudden you have these two people that would never, you know, connect. Yeah. Talking about the complexities and you yep. know, workings of bourbon. It's like, at first it was like, Oh, I mean, okay. A little geeky, but whatever. Yeah. And then like, and then you start realizing like, Oh, where it's at. And it's like how, how it all develops. And it's like, okay, like this is neat. Yeah. Like, this is really neat to see. It's like some of the friendships we've built standing in these lines and stuff. Some of the older ladies that are in the lines, like we have a friend named Melanie. She's not affiliated with our church and stuff, but she knows what we're doing for our kids. She doesn't drink bourbon, but she goes out for her nephew, gets it for him. He's a soldier and stuff. So he can have it. And then she's helping us get bottles. Just making these friendships with these people and having the talks and explaining her different tastes for her nephew. And some of the older people in the lines and stuff, like you said, people have been around for 15, 20 years in the game and stuff. And, different notes and stuff, their taste and see if our palates are related and if mm-hmm. we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, we have a, a buddy that <laughs> I, like he has become, he travels a lot. So like Tony was like, he's, he, he's my number one mule. Yeah. I've, now. <laughs> I haven't been, I haven't been in a liquor store in six months. Oh. And in the last six months, I, I, I don't even want to say it on the mic. So. Yeah. He's collected a lot of <laughs> bourbon. And I was like, look, man, I said before, you start getting him in because he was, he didn't, he, he was, he didn't really drink. He, he had drank, but he's like, ah, I got not really. Yeah. The first time we had him, he, I think he was on the show and they were like, oh, I'll try this. And he was like, Ooh, that's oof. No. Yeah. And now like four months later, he's, now, got, he's got 75 bottles. Yeah. He wow. just comes to my house. He's like, I got another delivery for Tony. And he's like bringing boxes. In. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> It'll be, be like 30 at a time that he drops off. Yeah. It's like, oh, but now, it. and now he's like, Oh, have you tried this? This one's so good. Like this. That, yeah. And like, and then now he's starting to make friends in the bourbon community mm-hmm. that he would never even contact. And it's like, this is why it's, it's neat to see Oh, the tangled web. We weave. Yeah. With, with, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The underground bourbon. Uh-huh. community. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's pretty wild to, you know, to, to see all these communities branching out and you know, mm-hmm. where they, where they end up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's neat to see for sure. I, uh, I was in the, the coffee house in Doylestown, um, a, a couple of days ago. It was one day last week. And, uh, um, a, a woman I've known my entire life. Um, and, uh, she, uh, and I wouldn't necessarily think that she would be someone that's drinking bourbon or have any idea. Um, you know, she walked right up to me and she goes, Oh my gosh, I love Woodford reserve and I can't wait. You know? So like, it was just, it's just been neat to like, to see the people that, uh, that, that have the same passion that I do, uh, because I'm kind of putting it out there and, and people are seeing it and, um, that, that are coming up to me. And, and, and I know, I now know that the, you know, they, they've got the same sickness I do. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun now that uh, we have something else that we can talk about and stuff like that. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And even that it's you know, being able to find connections to mm-hmm. make with people mm-hmm. has been, you know, I've, like I mentioned, like do us doing this is where we've talked to, I mean, 
people that I would never even imagine talking to, whether he knows them or, yeah. or I know them, or it's, you know, we have a guest on and they know somebody they're like, Oh, you need to talk to this person. You need to talk to this person. It's like, okay, right. well, sure. Why not? And yeah. it's really neat to, we think that we're all so entirely different or, mm-hmm. you know, this per, you know, person on this left side or right side or upside or downside, whatever it is. And it's like, when you sit down and have a conversation with somebody, it's like, Oh wait, are you like this? What about yeah. this? And then it's, you realize we can be vastly different, but if we can connect mm-hmm. on these little things here and there, and, and that's, I mean, that's what, that's what makes a community, right? Like yep. you need all, you need all the spider webs. You need yep. all the segments of the spider web to make the spider web. They're all different. Yep. You, know, you, you need all those pieces of the puzzle to. What I think it's important. Cause I, I think one of the, I, I think at least, um, in, in raising children, you know, Fred, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult and, you know, you try to do the best you can, but I think, you know, one of the, the best things my dad taught me is that it's okay for other people to disagree with you, but know that because at the end of the day, you know, we all have a heart that beats and, you know, we all at the end of the day want the same things, you know, to, to be happy, um, and, and to have relationships, you know, that are meaningful. Um, but man, it would, it, it wouldn't be very fun if everybody had the same exact opinion as, as you, um, so I, I know, I know, I just think it's, it's important that, uh, I think it's really cool that, you know, you guys are kind of putting yourselves out there and, and open-minded to, to having people in here that I'm sure sat across from me at this table and had different opinions than you, or maybe something that, uh, that you don't necessarily agree with or, or don't necessarily like, but are open-minded enough to, to be curious about it and, and see if it might be something that, uh, that hits a nerve or, you know, there or something you could potentially be passionate about. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the whole idea. We've said it, mul- and it, and we've even said it before where it may not seem like it you know, as we're having these conversations. And I think that's, that's often the way it goes is when you have a conversation with somebody and if you're open enough to, to listen to them and, and mm-hmm. to engage and to contemplate what they're saying, you know, there's a lot of times where you have, you know, that, that dialogue with somebody. And like you said, you, whether you disagree or mm-hmm. you, you know, even all the way to don't like what they say, whatever it is, and you walk away from it. And if you, if you can just kind of hold on to it, and think about it and consider it. And then later, you know, it might be a day, it might be two days, or it might be, we've had times like in the moment where I'm like sitting here going, Oh, this person's like challenging my entire like thought process here. Like, okay. Like, but being able to do that, you know, I might walk away a week later and go, no, I still think what I think. I respect that person for their opinion, but you know, that's their opinion. But there's times where it happened. Like I've had people change my mind in the second and, you know, a lot of times we think that if we run into a conflict with somebody as we're having a conversation, that it's, you know, there, sh- that the, there should be obvious conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, not necessarily. Maybe sometimes that conflict is just in our head. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, like you're trying to reconcile these things as, as they're being said to you. And like a lot of times you, you, you can't until it's, you know, set in. Um, like, like I said, I, I've had my mind changed in this chair right here talking people plenty of times where I didn't expect it, you know, and it's like being able to recognize that and go, Oh, okay. Like maybe, maybe I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's a good thing yeah. that I don't have it all figured out. You and, take time to listen and listen to somebody break it down and why they feel how they do and take yeah. it in. And you're like, you know what? You're right about that. Well, yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's just growth. You know, right. I, was, just, I was literally yeah. thinking that conflict or stress equals growth. Yeah. And then to what you said, you know, just listening, I mean, you've, you know, you got two ears and two eyes for a reason and only one mouth. So, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we only get one chance at this. And, 
you know, if, if I can't be better than what I was today, then I'm, I'm just not trying hard enough. And, and I think sometimes, you know, having, uh, having the humility to, to understand that I don't know everything, um, and that what I necessarily, you know, what I was taught or what I've always known or, or, you know, what my parents' beliefs are, or, you know, what my family's beliefs are, um, that, you know, there, there might be a better or a different way to think about those things. Um, I, I think is, is, and just having the, 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 the wherewithal to understand that, 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 that possibility is out there and just take a second to think about it. And, and you, know, you never know, you never know what you're, you know, what's, what's going to come out at the other end, but. I think it's uh, I think it's important what you guys are doing and, and just getting those things out there and, and talking about those things. I think. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you know, it's in the same, we, we have inadvertently it's, it's not necessarily like taking the direction, but we've, we've come across a lot of, you know, business owners and local people. And um, when we started this, we were basically just, I don't know, just talking crap and yeah. drinking a lot of bourbon, <laughs> but like, we've yeah 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 there's plenty out there yeah get you some um we've realized that like you know there's so many people within our general vicinity that are doing like super awesome things whether it be you know entrepreneurs or you know fundraisers or you know uh whatever it might be like you realize that this community that we have around us um you know there's so much there's so many things going on we often think, you know, particularly in this area, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, where it's just kind of like, oh, it's just farmland and, you know, I don't know, football. Like, you know, maybe not quite as good as Texas, but, you know, something I, like that. Well, I might disagree. <laughs> you know, you got Columbus <laughs> near, somewhat nearby. Yeah. But, like, that's, you know, maybe growing up in, in this kind of area, that's, that's kind of like what you think. It's just like, oh, we're just... It's just kind of out here, like people just living lives, like not quite hillbillies, not quite city folk, not quite really anything. We're just left floating out in the ether. And you realize like, you know, we have all these business owners doing these things and we have these people just doing just awesome things like all around us every day that we just never realize it until we sit down and hear their stories. And it's like, okay, this is cool. Like you don't have to, you know, live in LA or New right. York or whatever it is to like do something cool. Like, yeah. There's cool people all around us all mm -hmm. the time. All you have to do is, and I'm not very good at this at all, like in public, but like strike up a conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say, like, if you strike up a conversation with me in the grocery line, I'm going to be, I'm going to do my best to be nice, but I'm going to start sweating and I'm going to feel real uncomfortable and I'm going to hope you stop talking to me. But if I know, like, we're both engaging in conversation. You're not just some weirdo. Cause there's a lot of those out there too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep. you know, I have a wild story that I, we can talk about later um, about weirdos. Um, but <laughs> 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 well, I, well, real quick side. Um, did you guys see the guy? I think he's from, is it, I want to say it's Holland, but I don't think so. Um, he's walking across all the continents. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen like a, any video or picture. So of it. he just came through Worcester. Um, was it last weekend or the weekend before? So he started walking um, through the United States and he's, he's intentionally not like walking through big cities. He's just trying to walk from coast to coast. Um, and he'll like uh, uh, flex yoga of Worcester, like put him up and they have an apartment above their oh, yeah, uh, yeah. studio. Nice. Um, they put him up. And one night, and then like um, he he took one rest day in the the hotel, and Worcester like was like, hey, they gave him the, like the presidential suite, and just let him like hang out. So he's like documenting his entire trip around, like just he just walks, and he's like just he has a 
it's like a slow, like a, it's kind of like our little rickshaw. He like carries with him and he's just walking and he'll just go to town to town. He's like, Hey, is anybody like put me up? Like, is, does anybody have a place I can stay? Like one, I think he stayed in like a, a limousine in Canton. And then as he walked across, like he came into Worcester and then they put him up in like this, basically like this four star hotel room. And then he'll just, I think he'll like camped in the middle of a field the next night. So what it's just like experience. It's probably best. He stays out of the big city. I don't yeah. know. If like it. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he, well, say if he goes through LA, you might be able to stock up as long as it's what? $900 or less or $800. Yeah, or less. Right. Or he'll be, he'll fit right in with all the tents along the road. But yeah. he, he had a, um, um, I think it's called, I walk, uh, to find it. Um, but we invited him on the show when he was, in, I was like, Hey, like, you guys, like, I'd love to have you on, but he obviously was super busy walking and doing the whole things. Um, but he had a pretty not so great uh, interaction recently, just bef- just before he left Ohio, like just as he was crossing into the Indiana get state out. line, couldn't make it. Out. And I'm like, man, like this had to happen in Ohio. Um, but we don't have to get into it because it was pretty disturbing. But it was like, ah, that, but you have this person that just. You know, you, we, we hear a lot here about like people like going over to Europe and like backpacking across Europe. Like you don't hear too many people backpacking across the United States. Like <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the, what's he doing it for? I, don't, I think just to, he, just to connect with people and just to, wow. yeah, he like, he'll literally just walk. And then like, if somebody he just, Hey, Hey, if you want to put me up at night, that's great. If not, like, uh, you know, he'll stop and talk to people and just, that's pretty deep. he just goes and just just goes just to connect with people. Like he'll stop along his route and sit on, you know, someone's front porch and talk to him for a little while and just keep on going. So it's like that you realize what it, at the end of the day, what, what do you really need? Food, water, yeah, a little bit of shelter. Yeah. And you know, without that, I mean, I think human connections got to be up on, up on that list. Relationships are everything. I mean, they really are like, just doesn't seem worth it if you know it's if it's not about the people that you meet and the people you care about and again the people that have the same beliefs as you and also the people who don't and I'm sure there's a lesson to learn from him. I'm not backpacking across the country to do it, but I'm sure there's a lesson. <laughs> yeah, just just growing in period. Yeah, I think my profession has probably um, made me a little more a little bit more introverted than than I probably should be, um, but uh, I don't think there's ever been a situation in which I really got to know somebody that I couldn't take something away from that and say, you know, I I'm better because I know that or, or, right. you know, or because that relationship that I built, that isn't somebody now that's in my life that, uh, um, that, that holds a piece of me. So I'm, I'm definitely a lesson to learn to be learned there. I'm, again, I'm not backpacking across the country yeah. to, <laughs> to meet anybody. That was definitely, that's something we've talked about before that they, Harvard did like a, I think it was like a 70 year longitudinal study. And the, I believe there were two books, maybe three. Um, and it was like, what does success mean to you? Um, and so they, they, uh, I think it was all males. Um, but they followed like their marriages, they followed their health, their diseases, uh, their careers, their income, their children. Um, and you know, people were like, Hey, once they hit about 70,000 a year, that was, that was good. But meaningful relationships was like the number one thing that was, you know, they said, this is success, these meaningful relationships. So I like that. Definitely something to be said about that. And then uh, something you said, too, and we kind of looked at each other. I know you were thinking the 24-hour clone principle earlier. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, you were talking about, yeah. uh, you were like, every day, like, I want to, I got to get better. Like, you know, yeah. I want to get better, become, you know, that that best version of me to kind of give back to to mm-hmm. the to the world, if you will. And um, that was something, I think that was from 
Mike Glover, um, but the 24-hour clone principle that just like, imagine at the end of the day, uh, you got to fight yourself, either physically or mentally, um, spiritually, whatever. And so throughout the day, like you, you need to learn something. You need to have a new skill set that's built upon or a skill set you already have built on that. And you, you need to defeat yourself at the end of the day. So I like that. getting better each yeah, day. That's deep. Yeah, that's, that's deep. Like having friends helping you push each other to become a better person and instilling on your kids. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Show our kids good community service and building friendships along the way and working hard. Sounds like iron sharpening iron. Yeah. I, there is no way that I would get on a podcast if it wasn't for my girls. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> no way. No why do you say that? Well, I just, there's, I just, again, I, I'm not exactly the most outgoing person on planet earth. And, and again, I, I think, you know, my profession for the last, you know, last 16 or 17 years is, is definitely, uh, you know, I, it, it almost caused you to put up a, a little bit of a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, a lot of the things that we see in humanity is the worst of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's unfortunate, but, um, but I, I mean, everything I do are, are for those three little girls. So it, if this is if I got to get on a podcast to, to to push this fundraiser this fundraiser, you know, in order to to, to make this successful and, and again keep the lights on for for one more day, I'll I'll do I'll do whatever it takes. But I Tony, there's a, I think there's a lot to that. I mean, I, I think that 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 man or woman in the mirror. I mean, I think that is I think that's our I think that is our only battle every single day. And, and if we can win that battle, or if we can, if if nothing else, um, you know, be uh, you know be perseverant in, in that quest. I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, I, I can look back and say this, this life was worth it. Yeah. Did you try hard enough? Yeah. Did you, yep. Did you try it all? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I, uh, I saw if, if it makes you feel any better, I never would have done this two years ago. Like it was something that when we started, I'm like, what are we, what am I doing? Like, this is not, um, maybe it was part of that. I don't know if we, I don't know if we were recording. When we talked about it, that music, Tony, because we started this when it was, it was kind of, we started doing music and Tony's like, well, you gotta, you gotta get that guitar. You gotta play it. I'm like, "Mm, okay. Then he's like, well, now we gotta go play out. I'm like, like, I don't know part of that. Um, but I, I don't know. It was something about, there was something that happened. Um, there's a lot of things that happened. Um, but that I guess opening up to people has been equally the most terrifying and rewarding thing that I've ever had is, you know, whether it be opening up to, you know, your wife or your husband or your kids that honestly yeah. probably opening up to your kids is probably more terrifying than anything. Yep. Like, cause you like, you think like, well, they're looking at me like I know everything and, mm-hmm. I, and I got it all on lockdown right. and like, we got this all figured out. And then I remember the first time, like sitting down with a kid and like, Look, I don't know what I'm doing, bro. Yeah, I don't like, know what to tell him. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. What to, I don't sure like, what to tell him. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you because yeah. I I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is your first time yep. doing this. You, you know, can, as my kid, this is my first time. Yep. As a parent, like, you can hear your parents <laughs> laughing in the background. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. I told, told you, so. you. Go, get <laughs> go get it, buddy. Go yeah. Get it. yeah, yeah. And it's but the more the more I've done it, and the more you know, we get to sit across the table and have conversations, and you know, have that you know, communion in a sense. Yeah, like. It's like okay, like there's something bigger here. Like there's something yeah. that's, that's worth it. Like this, this all just like things. The I guess maybe this is what it is. The more, the more you try and put yourself out there, um, you know, obviously to the right people, the more you realize that like doing it is worth it. Yeah, and it, you know, 
whatever you want to call it, putting, you know, uh, I can't remember what they call it now. Um, putting it out in the universe, whatever it is, like the more good you put out, yeah, you know, it's hopefully more good you get back. Good and karma. I think it's, yeah, that, it's karma, whatever you want to call it. Like I, I, it just seems to work. Like, yeah. So in the, the better you try to be, you know, just it, even if life doesn't always go your way, it's like, well, at least you have that had tried. Yep. I did my best. You know, yeah. I put it out there. And learning like, something from it. Yeah. And getting better, being that, hey, I'm better. Am I, and I, I don't know if you're always going to win it every day. You know, I, I sure, at least I don't. Some days well, you blast off, some days you smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you Sturgill know. line. Yeah. Yeah. That should be on a t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that that's, how, that's, how it, that's how it goes. But you know what? You'll never blast off if you don't try. That's right. Well, know? that's man in the arena right there. Yep. Yeah. I like that a lot. I don't think that I, I, I don't think I've ever actually said this out loud, but I, I truly believe in my heart that my goal in life or, or, or like my pinnacle was to be a father. Um, and that just doesn't mean, you know, the day that my oldest daughter was born, that is every single day. Yeah. And I really have made a, a real effort to just talk to my kids about everything. Like even the littlest of things, like, you know, how to open the door in the, a, a car, you know, that you got to put your hand here and, you know, it, you know, yeah. just little things like that. But I have grown more as an individual, as a human being a father, because I'm trying to teach them things that I don't do as a person, like be outgoing, like to, to, to go talk to people, to look at right. people in their eyes and, and to, uh, um, to, to have conversations and to make friends. I don't even do those things. I, I, uh, I am not a huge, um, I'm not a huge stranger danger guy. I don't like stranger danger. Um, and, and I don't know why it just never made sense to me because if my kids get lost at the park, they're going to need to go talk to somebody, you know, I, you know, they're, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to survive a little bit. So, you know, we teach different principles and stuff like that, um, to be outgoing. So, you know, when they were growing up, we would go to the mall or we would go to a park or whatever. And, and I would tell them that they have to, they have to go get, or they had to go pull information or go do a research project with other people. So I would, I would tell them, you know, go get the time for me or go, I want, I want to know what someone's favorite color is, or I want to, I want to know, you know, something specific about them and you can go pick whoever you want. And and in doing that, you know, I'm teaching them, you know, because intuition is such a real thing, like, you know, especially in kids and especially in women. I mean, that, that, that a, a woman's intuition is such a real and powerful thing. Um, and so, you know, them, you know, picking out the person they feel is safe. One, it was fun for me to see who that is. Um, but but two, it teaches them that if they do get lost or if they do get into a bad situation, you know, they're able to find someone that's going to be able to help them. And, you know, it, you know I, I hear parents say, well, go find a police officer. Well, I, I mean, how, how long, only so many yeah, of them. How long right. is that going to yeah. take? You know, so so I just always taught those different principles. But then I, as I would, and, and again, I would hide and act like, you know, I couldn't see them like they were out there on their own. But of course, I, I never took my eyes yeah. off them. Um, I'm too much like my mother, but, um, but I, I, as I'm doing it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I, I can't do that. Like I, I'm not going to go talk to anybody. So I think in teaching them how to be a better person, it's made me a better person too. So I, I guess they, they teach me just as much as I teach them. And so again, it's, I guess it's just all about that growth. Couldn't agree more and stuff. Try to push your kids, to, especially stuff that we struggle with day to day and help them grow as people. Yeah, I've never thought about that because I, our kid was like, we had to, we had to remind her of stranger danger mm -hmm. because it was like, look, we don't need to talk to 
every that's single a- person <laughs> that we come across. That's how my like, son is. Yeah. Like, and that's like, it's like me, like, but it was so hard. Cause like, we don't want to like squash that. Like we don't, we didn't want to squash that friendliness and like yeah. that outgoingness, but like, sure. Like we don't need to strike up a conversation with every single person. Like she's even at like five, she would read the name tags of the cashiers and be like, thanks Susan. And they'd be like, Oh, like it's great. Like that's, that's cool. We're good with that. But like, we don't need to talk to every person like just because we need, we ain't got time for that, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's an interesting, I've never thought about doing, you know, those experiments like that, like that, that would be interesting. My wife thinks I'm crazy. She, <laughs> she thinks I'm just, she thinks it's like entertaining for me. Like it, like it's just, like, I mean, it would be entertaining, it, right? It is entertaining. It's absolutely entertaining. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, they're good sports, but you know, again, how many, how many, how many do you have? I have three little girls. Three. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest is 12. And then, uh, I, I have two that are, uh, that are, they're coming up with birthdays here next week. Um, and they're, they're going to be nine and, and six. So I'm, I'm excited. They're, uh, they're, they're good kids and they're, they're good kids cause they take after their mother. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> safe. I can agree with that. <laughs> You're in the same boat. Uh, yeah, thank God. Yeah. My daughter's safe. like my mom or my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I think too. I've, you know, in, in talking about like your kids, you know, thinking that, you know, everything or, you know, I mean, cause that's truly, that's what they believe. I mean, they think you are the end all be all and they have no idea how much I don't know. You're the, you're their only source of information right. they've had, so. and, and, which is so scary. And, and again, right. it's just so much pressure that, that I think, I don't think a lot of people really understand, but especially for my girls, you know, being in a small town, you know, and I come home and I, you know, I look like, you know, I look like a GI Joe. I look like I'm, I'm in the SWAT team and, you know, and they see me as, as Superman, right. you know? So I, I guess for me, just living up to who it is that they think that I am, you know, or being that person through their eyes, is something that's always driven me or, or it's always caused me to try to be better tomorrow than, than I am today, because I'm always trying to be that role model for them. I think is something that's, that's always really, really driven me. Um, and again, it's, it's put me in this seat to, to help with this raffle and to, to hopefully get, uh, hopefully get this money for them. Right. And I've always tried to do for my daughter and stuff. I want to be the man that I want her to marry yeah. and kind of push that. So if I do something wrong, I don't want her to be, I'm thinking in my head, I don't need her looking at some guy and coming home with some, somebody's going to be making me mad. <laughs> well, it's a good point too. I've, I've done the same where it's like, um, I, I think I'm getting better at it, but it's one of those things where, you know, as a father where you, oh, I'll do something. And then I, I try to be very active about checking myself. Like when I walk away, like, all right, did I handle that appropriately? Did I do right. that right? Like, I don't know. Um, even it was something silly is I, I just, just cause it happened this morning. Um, I was getting ready to make, make her some breakfast and said, you know, whatever. And she said, I was like, this is what you want. She's like, yeah. I was like, all right. She said, thanks. And I walked away and I just got in the kitchen. I started doing something. I was like, stopped. I walked in, knocked on the door and opened. She's like, what? I said, you said, thanks. I said, you're welcome. I forgot to say that. I'm sorry. And she just kind of like looked at me and kind of like, Okay. But it was like, like even those little things where it's like, Hey, like we particularly, like you said, like as, as a, you know, a, a father of a daughter, um, you know, if whoever, whoever she's going to end up with, like, I want to be a example of, you know, how I treat, you know, my wife and how exactly. you know a partner should treat another and how, you know, treating your kids and all these different things. It's like, you realize that, Oh, like you are one of the sole examples 
for this tiny little human that growing up and it's like, Oh, like I, I forget because I'm a very, um, you know, engineering and like math and like, Mm -hmm. that's how like my brain orients. So it's like, I forget that, Oh, this little thing's only, you know, nine, 10 or six or whatever age they are. It's like, you forget that like, they don't like the brain is still, they haven't gone through all the things you've gone through. We're like, you come across the, you know, somebody that's your own age, it's like, all right, you've, you've been on this earth long enough and you kind of understand how things work in a sense, but this little thing, whatever it is, like it's your, your, it's entire, almost it's entire world. In Watch a sense. everything you're yep. doing. Yeah. It's like, Oh, scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really do. I mean, they make you better because otherwise, you know, without them, I, I wouldn't be thinking about those little the balance. It checks and balances, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's the little things that, that really matter. Here's a, here's a question for you since you uh, hit me on the spot with the, the bourbon question. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do, I'll do one better. I'll answer it first because we've already answered it. That's just giving me time to think. Yeah. 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 Give me a little bit. No problem. <laughs> Give me a little um, and you can, obviously, if you don't have the answer, we can come back to it. But uh, his brother-in-law, my business partner, asked this question on a podcast. It's a fantastic question. Mm. And he said, um, mm. you know, if you knew that like you were terminal with an illness or something or you were going to die – and you had to leave your kids one piece of advice. What would you leave them? Um, and mine was, oh, basically be like the truest version of yourself. And like, da- and we kind of talked about this without saying it, but like daily self-appraisal um, to become the best version of yourself so you can kind of give back to society. Uh, and then like you said, the karma or the good energy. Um, just just being a like genuinely good human being. Uh, that, that was, that was kind of what I chose as my advice so uh wow. do you remember what yours was we'll give him a little bit more time i i vaguely remember a a i don't remember exactly oh, that's, how that's, i worded it i remember i remember i worded it at the time and when i when i said it i was like oh that was pretty good <laughs> like, right? yeah i don't I, I, I can't remember exactly how i worded it, but it was basically um what was it It was basically in a, in a sense, I, I mean, I need to, I need to remember how I said it. I need to, I need to like write it down so I can like quote myself, <laughs> but, but it was something along the lines of basically like live, live life. Um, like it, like it matters in the long term, but like it doesn't in the short term in a sense, like li- live life to the fullest, like each day, but remember that you can have, this you know this long time period that you I, it was I, mean, I, remember, I wish I remember how I worded at then but it was yeah. essentially like 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 live life um, try to have fun but you know don't get too caught up in you know the the nitty gritty and because in the end it won't matter but it's you got to live it up as much as you not live it up but man. I kept trying to, I'm, I was trying to think of the whole thing as you were saying it, cause I knew you were going with it, but I, ah, I was terrible. <laughs> I can't even, I can't remember. I can't even encapsulate it very well, but it's, it's. Was that a, mm-hmm, a green or mm-hmm, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 my I'm mind playing. is just like tripping over just, itself. I'm just trying right to be now. positive. I, just, yeah, I, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Usually I'll talk more crap than this. Yeah, so. no, that's, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll have to like quote it at the bottom of like in the notes, but like, this is what I was actually trying to say when I was just like mumbling to myself. Yeah. But it's, um, live life. Like it's important, but don't take life too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense where it's, Hey, is what it is. Yeah. Take, you know, make it worth it, but 
also live your life like it's worth it. Yeah. Sense. Well, and I, I think that's important because I think obviously, you know, life is stressful and, and if you can't find something, you know, that, that makes that stress worth it, you know, and, and enjoying the time that you have and, <clears throat> excuse me, and enjoying others and, and building yep. relationships and things like that and doing it, you know, for you, um, you know, I, you know, we talk all, we, you know, we've talked a lot about the, this raffle and that, you know, Kirk and I are trying to do this for, for other people and, you know, people in our community and obviously our children and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy, you know, you're not, you're, you're, you're no good to anybody else. Yep. So I think that's really, really important. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I would, my wife laughs at me with all the sayings and all the things that I tell my, my kids and all the things that I teach them. But every single day I, I tell them, um, I tell them before I drop them off at school or before I leave them or you know, before I'm, I'm going away from them for, for however amount of time that might be, you know, whether it's at school or just for a few minutes to, to, to go to, um, you know, go to the store or whatever. But, um, I, I always tell them that, that, you know, it's been, it's important. It was important for me to be a dad, to, to be, to be, they, I'm, I'm pop to them. They, they call me pop. Um, but this is what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a pop and that, you know, no matter what happens to me or whether or not, uh, um, and I'm trying not to get choked up here because these, these, these kids are important to me, but, um, that, uh, that they are for their own individual reasons, exactly what I wanted that they're uh, they're good enough. Thanks, Tony. No problem. <laughs> um, but no, but, but, and then, then I tell them, um, to do their job. Um, and, and I think that's important because, uh, um, it's not about the end result. It's not about where you end up. It's that effort in between. Um, so I, I want them to do what they're supposed to do because, uh, it's important to do what's right for the right reasons. Um, so I tell them to do their job and once they find out what their job is, you do it harder than anybody else. Right. And, and I think if you have that mindset in this life, I think you're going to be really, really successful. So I think that's, that, that's kind of like what I instill in them, that, that effort, that work effort, that, uh, that, um, it's, it's, um, it, it's not about the circumstances. It's not about the deck of cards that you're dealt, um, that we don't have time to sit here and feel sorry for ourselves. Do your job and do it as hard as you possibly can, and uh, and at the end of the day, uh, they'll they'll be successful. But, um, but man, I, I think that's kind of kind of where kind of where I sit with that. I like right. that. I would just keep it simple and just follow your heart. Be the best version of yourself and constantly push each other. Don't let, like you said, don't get caught up in the small stuff and stuff. Focus on the big picture. Make it being a important part in your community. Giving back to the church. It's being simple, I guess. <laughs> Don't focus on the big stuff. That doesn't matter, you know. If something's like the wars and stuff, that doesn't make a difference. Our communities and building them back up. That's what it's home for me. That's good. Both of you guys, it's, it's one of those things it's, where... It's tough. That's a tough question. It's just like <laughs> you think, I think about like for me and stuff, you know, you have a family member passes away and you try to think of what they have told you so you can give back to your kids and so much instrumental in your life and stuff like my grandfather for me always telling your kids like you said tell them you love them before you go and trying to be the best version of yourself it's hard too because it's like Uh, what's what's the best what is the best version so it's like you know and maybe this is something that i've just realized um the last few you know five ten years whatever it is that it takes a while to get to know yourself Mm -hmm. you know what are you made of you know, where, 
what are your strengths and weaknesses and all these things and how can you you know leverage these to be a better you i don't know i think everyone takes their own path yeah and but if you don't try yeah i I think you're talking about humility just having you know having the understanding that you know you you we don't know it all and we we don't have all the answers and you know we 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 can't give them you know obviously we take the time we have with our you know when we're talking about our children we have what you know a small amount of time to you know before they're out of the house and you know my wife and i are just talking about you know my my oldest is going into seventh grade and um you know you know aau basketball and stuff like that is is already starting and we've only got a couple more vacations in which she's going to want to come with us to vacation or oh, can come sad. with us on vacation and you know see again it's just it's it, it happened that life happens so fast and you you've got a small amount of time to to try to teach them as much as you can teach them but you know you can't teach them everything. You know you you can't be there to walk them through everything. You know every possible situation that they're going to be in, which is which is scary. But at the end of the day, you you, you know you, you got to let them live their life, and you got to be able to make you know you know you got to be able to let them make their own mistakes and in their own uh, um, their their own you know poor decisions. Um, but you know, reminding them that it's okay to fail, and you know, and it's it's uh, you, you can only give them that that foundation. You know, you know whether it's you know whether it's your faith or, or whether it's your family or you know that the core principles that that we, you believe in. You know, those passions, um, you just try to pass on and give to them. And if they always have those things to rely on, they always have those things to fall back on. Knowing, you know, you know, having somewhere of comfort that you know they can they can think about or that they can remember you for um i think you give them the best shot to succeed then it's on them and you know i know how confident of an individual i am and how confident of an individual how my wife is the most confident person that that i know um she's she's just a warrior and um I know that they're a part of us, you know, that DNA runs really, really thick. So, you know, you teach them what you can and then you let them loose and, uh, and, and you, you let them go and, and it'll be fun. I think it's too. And like you said, it's, it's okay to fail and stuff. You learn more from failing in life, not to build yourself back up. It goes back to this whole thing. We talk about community. Um, it just hit me as you're talking about it. Uh, you know, as a community is, it's a group of people because that's what you need to survive. You know, everybody needs to, everybody has a a certain job or a certain, you know, goal or thing that they're trying to accomplish. And every, as a combined, you know, entity, like that's, that's how a community thrives. That's how a group of people can survive because, you know, you have person A doing certain thing and person B doing all Mm -hmm. everyone's adding pieces of the puzzle and, you know, and being in a community, you can fail. That's the whole point of being uh, in a group of people is because you not everybody has to be working at a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Obviously that's the goal, right. but you know, not everyone's always getting it right all the time. So if you have a group of people, you know, a good group of people around you, a good community, then you don't always have to be on your game. You're never, you're never going to be perfect. So like if you have those people to help pick you up mm-hmm. when you fall or make a mistake or learn from or guide you, that's uh, in a sense, that's what a family is. So you can build on each other and Hey, it's okay to fail. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to do these, like, because we're here to pick up the slack and you know what? And that's, that's a phrase that's used, you know, often as a negative thing, but really like we all need people to pick up our slack. Absolutely. Occasionally, you know, um, I'd be pointing normally Cass, Cass joins us and she's do, does the things over here. Um, like she picks up my slack all the time. 
and vice versa, you know, and, yeah. and without that, like that's, that's the whole point of building a family or, yeah. you know, a relationship or a community like, as it, as it extends out is let's help, you know, pick up the pieces together and help each other, you know, work these things out and, you know, build something, you know, greater than ourselves. It's a little bit like home team, you know, yeah. our, uh, our principal, if, if I can give her a little bit of a shout out, she always says it takes a village, you know, to raise yeah. our kids. And man, it is ever so right. Because again, back to that humility, I don't know everything. And and I think, you know, the, the best thing that someone can do in their lives is to surround themselves with people that are not only different than them, but, you know, have, you know, have a different skill set. And and so, because I, I can't teach my children everything. I send them to school every day to, to learn those things. I, I send them to, to play sports every day, um, relying on other people to be, you know, uh, to, to be parts of that puzzle, like you were talking right. about, Fred, you know, to, to help me raise my children because I can't do it on my own. And, and it is really, really important. Um, to to have that to have that community that is willing to, to 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 willing to do that, and I think sometimes people don't even realize that they're kind of signing up for that. You know, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if like I, I, I our teachers are. I, I I believe in my heart outside of our soldiers, our teacher. You know, the teaching profession is the most important profession in the world. Like, I mean, they are they are they're giving my kids the greatest gift in the world. And, and I don't, I don't think, you know, sometimes they even understand the magnitude, you know, of, yeah. of how important that is to, to us as parents. Um, but it is really, really important to have that, that foundation in a, in a really good community, um, in a school and things like that. And, and that's why this, you know, Saints Peter and Paul is so important to Kirk and I, because they have given our children just that. And I'm, my kids are, my kids are, they're just, they're so much better people because of the teachers in that building. And, and, and I could speak individually about a lot of them. They just are really, really good people and they don't do it for money. They don't do it for fame. Um, they do it because they really do love and enjoy kids and, and giving them that gift. So, um, if we can help with this raffle to, to, to continue to, um, like I said, keep those lights on, um, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and talk about them all day because it's important. It's like me and Casey, we took off last Monday, was it? And stuff and it's like you realize it's like we were starting to do this I'm not gonna lie get scared you're gonna fail at doing something we're talking about failing and stuff <laughs> as we're going around getting donations and stuff the strong backing we got from the community and our church and our friends and stuff just helps drive you to keep pushing forward for the kids and like you said i can't speak enough good about our teachers and stuff our kids are so sweet and kind and stuff they're picking up from the teachers and learning by god and stuff every Plus, single nickel that we raise is going back to the school to, um, you know, we're going to hand it to the, to the principal and, and, uh, and to father Morris and, and do what they want with the money. But it's, it's important, um, because those, those people, uh, they deserve it. They really- well, I will, uh, be the one to say if, um, they're a reflection of what we see here today, it's a good cause and you might end up picking up a bottle of bourbon along the way. One more time, let's. We, I think we, I can't think of a better way to to wrap this up than that. Yeah. Um, so you guys have a bourbon raffle. Where can people go? How can people help? Deadline, all those things. So we've got to get this wrapped up by July second. That's our live event, um, and you can go to a fatherscommitment.org, and it is a one stop shop to get tickets for the raffle to maybe win a bottle of, uh, of some of the, the limited and rare bourbon that we have on there. Um, tickets to the event. Um, again, that's going to be at, at the school, Saints Peter and Paul school. 
Um, and we would love people to, to buy those tickets that, that have never been to Doylestown or have never seen the school and have never seen, you know, um, our, our church um, and, and the, our great community. Um, it really is a special place. Um, and, and then it, it, you can do all that stuff there um, and, and then also make a donation if you want to make a donation to the cause in general, um, you know, because there, there is a lot of people out there that have that, that have spent a lot of time and, um, and money and resources um, you know, getting the the bottles together and in putting together the live event, um, and, and and not only just the overhead and, and us trying to uh, to, to get our to, to get our five hundred one c three our nonprofit a status um, where it needs to be. Um, there's obviously cost to that and, and everything like that. So um, again, we've got 150 rare, um, limited, allocated bourbon from the state of Ohio. Um, we're only going to sell 1500 tickets. So you got a, a one in 10 chance of, of, uh, of winning. And we're going to raffle those off on July 2nd. Um, and we're just going to do them individually. So you've, you've got a, it's an individual bottle. It's not, someone asked me the other day is, are you just raffling off one ticket for 150 bottles? We're make <laughs> that start the collection. Yeah, we're, gonna yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, uh, they would need to win four raffles to get as many bottles of bourbon as Kurt has. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's, that's our goal. Um, and, and again, if we sell all 1500 tickets, um, the, the tickets are $50 a piece. So we sell them all. We're going to raise $75,000 for St. Sabrina Paul, um, Catholic school, um, which was founded in 1862. And the only reason I know that is because of the girls, uh, my girls, the, the kids at the school and my girls sing a, sing a little, little song that, uh, that has that in it. And it just kind of sticks with me. Oldest Catholic school in the diocese too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anything else? No, just thinking we can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We got ads out and stuff. Check yeah. our ads out. Now make sure that everything will be linked in the description. So as people are listening, they can just click and go and find yeah. what you guys are doing. And got some it, fun ads. Carolyn Cooper put some fun stuff together for us. We got some Star Wars ads. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, got some, some. We've got some people behind the scene. And, and again, I, I just want to say that without Kirk, we could not have done this. Um, he has he has put in a lot of time getting this uh, getting this together. Uh, but there's a lot of other people out there. I don't know if they want their name said over over, uh, over the air, but uh, they know who they are, and we could not have done it without them. And we know that this is just as important to them as us. So. Tony, Fred, thank you guys for letting us come thank on here. Talk about You're very welcome. Thank you guys. We'll share it out and obviously feel free to uh, disseminate as as wanted. So I appreciate you guys coming on. and Thank you for you know, the bourbon, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah absolutely. That, that single barrel was really, really good. <laughs> Phenomenal. That's yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Well, awesome. I appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll have to uh, maybe we can do a follow-up afterwards at some point. Absolutely. And see how it went and all that all fun goes. stuff. Fingers crossed. Yep. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Good we luck. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, check out the website, chronic-curiosity.com to join us at the forum, have some fun, interaction, pick you up a comfy t-shirt, or if you just want to support the show and donate, all that is on the website as well. Thank you. Until next time. See you.